beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Norm. I mean, PD Rave. Your man with the plan. Here with me, as always, is my team. We've got already on camera Patrick. Are we going to still talk about Frazier this episode? Nah. Uh, we got Brett. I'm Cliff Clavin. Mm-hmm. And we've got Drew. Still think Frazier was a pretty fun show. We, oh, we settled this already. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're here, of course, to talk about music. And the provider of said music was the first guy. Not, no, not this first guy. The first guy I introduced after me. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? Uh, I have brought a... Uh, I don't want to call them a metal band because they don't call themselves a metal band, but they're kind of a metal band they're uh, metal from band. Atlanta, Georgia called Mastodon and their album Leviathan. They don't like to be called a metal band, kind of like how hipsters don't like to be called hipsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little fucking bit. metal band. <laughs> they feel like they're they're pigeonholed by metal. Uh, I, I, the heavy metal glass <laughs> ceiling isn't. Yes, yes. Give me the guess who they have the courage to be drunken buffoons, which makes them poetic. Uh, yes, we're talking about Mastodon. <laughs> uh, Brett. What were your expectations coming into this album? I, I was aware of who Mastodon were only enough to assume it wasn't worth my time to go out of my way to listen to them. Uh, I honestly hadn't thought of them since the early 2000s. Um, I mean, y'all know my thoughts on, you know, the more modern metal subgenres uh, and how I tend to be on the sour side about them. Uh, unless it's a band of yahoos wearing foam armor uh, singing about magical toilets and being managed by Sleazy P. Martini. Um, uh, but no, I, I actually was looking forward to being a little more educated on Mastodon yes. and uh, what they had to offer me. Uh, unfortunately, they were not Sabertooth Tiger or Tyrannosaurus. I uh, was hoping a man would show up. True. Yes. <laughs> uh, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, um, I've said before, uh, when we usually get in the metal, I usually nitpick it apart because um, I'm very picky on my metal. So I wasn't expecting much because I knew this was a metal band because I remembered their name only from one thing, and that was seeing it on all of the Unholy Alliance posters and thinking, all right, there's there's Slayer, and then there's the other bands on Unholy Alliance, and the other bands were kind of riding with Slayer. And I was like, okay, well... Slayer's all right, and Lamb of God, I could take or leave, and Trivium, I never really cared for, so I was like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe, but I want to give them a fair shot, like I try to give every band, and that's that's sort of what I went into this with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just some fair ex expectations. I mean, other than, I know them from the freaking Aqua Teen Hunger Force soundtrack, which is, uh, they have a fun song on there. And a couple of things elsewhere. Right. Uh, I never saw right. the movie, so I never yes. I never had that connection. 
It's it's a long episode. But, yeah. That's that's what I've heard. <laughs> yes. Uh, fun soundtrack though. We'll check it out. Uh, introduced by Carl for some reason. They, the Macedon gets introduced by Carl. Uh, Patrick, well, how would you describe the themes elements on this album? So Macedon are a band that I think Drew kind of hit it on the head or pigeonholed by the bands they came up with sort of as part of the new wave of American heavy metal. They do not sound like Lamb of God. They definitely don't sound like Tribium who are garbage. Um, God. No. Or Shadows. Do not bring garbage into this. Or <laughs> we're going to get <laughs> I'll start but, screaming about how it's it's there's not a female vocal. Yeah. Big is yeah, the right yeah. guy. Okay, <laughs> so so Mastodon were kind of kind of the 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 outliers in that they they take their style not so much from melodic death metal and more from like sludgy stoner metal like the Melvins or Neurosis. Um, but the music tends to be unlike those bands, which were really very like heavy downbeat sort of doom metal stuff. Uh, Mastodon tends to be a little more energetic and frantic. Uh, this is a concept album because we all love concept albums. I actually, do sometimes, uh, and it's loosely based on Herman Melville's Moby Dick because that needed a concept album about it. I don't know why I'm not Mastodon. Um, and there <laughs> says the man who brings this album. To I don't us. care that it's about Moby Dick. I love it. Um, so musically it's it's like i said it it sort of it's got sort of sludgy stoner metal but also kind of progressive rock and then it's you know the vocals are a little bit screamed so it got thrown in with all the new wave of death metal um fairly or unfairly it worked out for them i think financially uh the the guitars are uh more so influenced by by rock and roll than they are metal the drums don't do that thing that metal drummers have been doing in the last that we're doing 10 years ago where they basically try to sound a lot like dave lombardo but with like a side of mike portnoy uh Daler, the drummer takes a lot more from jazz and you know early progressive rock and tends to not run on the kicks which is nice especially when you were me in college listening to death metal and being like, you know, this is fun the first couple times you hear it, but it'd be cool if someone did something else. And uh, yeah, fuzzed out bass guitar. I like fuzzed out bass. And you get a lot of that. A fuzzed out bass. Uh, true. What would be the themes elements that caught your attention on this album? Um, Like I said, I'm very particular about my metal. Um, Usually when I get into the newer metal bands, what I like is... If they're if they're not a power metal band and they have more screaming vocals, I like the screaming vocals to realize it's sort of ridiculous. So things like pirates, pillaging, Vikings, stuff like that. I'm going to reiterate what Swagger just said. This is a concept album about Moby Dick. Okay. Awesome. Like, I'm going to chalk that up to awesome Um, because of this. You know why it's Moby Dick? I'll tell you why it's Moby Dick. Moby Dick is the most metal fucking classic story of all time. It's revenge at its purest, uh, and a metal band doing. I, I I would argue that that the Moby Dick Count of Monte Cristo would take it for his money, but you you don't have a giant uh, allegory about uh, wasting your entire life hunting down something only to fail. But you know, much like this album, we'll we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> I. 
I also metal. on this one because I actually had a lot of fun with this. Um, the guitar work is fun to me. Um, it's it's not so like off the wall and ridiculous that it's not easily accessible. But there's cool sweeping parts. Um, the drummer made me look up who he is, and apparently he did a progressive dream funk band called the Gaylords or something to that effect. Uh, I'm taking notes now. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what progressive dream funk sounds I, like, but I'm I willing to know. find out. Yes. I want to know. <laughs> Here's the thing: I I looked up Brand Daler. It's um, mathcore band Lethargy and progressive dream funk band Gaylord is on the wiki. Okay, progressive dream funk is a red link on wiki. For anybody that knows wiki, that means that it's so small that nobody's written a wiki page about it. They might be the only progressive dream funk band out there, but For I'm going now. to look up. I'm going to look up Gaylord <laughs> later to try to figure out what the hell okay, that is, yeah. because I I really enjoyed um the brand uh brand of drumming. I think it was really smart, really well placed. Um, the mixing was really good, and every member of this band sings, and there's something fun about that. Um, there's there's bands I like before that have done that, and I. It's something I'll get into at the end, but it's this whole the band was a lot more um, than I thought it was going to be. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't know. It, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, it was pretty dope. It was the dopest. It was the dopest Moby Dick concept album I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Brett, <laughs> what would be the themes that almost caught your attention? I just want everybody to know I I am looking up progressive dream, dream funk. Funk, yeah. I, I, that my life may have changed by the time you have heard this. I, I may be moving to a commune, um, but uh, yeah, this album they're, they're obviously technically skilled. Um, that goes without saying. Vocally, uh, they they do try to be coherent a couple times, um, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, I I find it kind of counterproductive when a band you know writes beautiful poetry from deep within their soul only to like enunciate like Danzig or you know like gurgle like a buck in rut or something or enunciate um, like Zandig or, yeah, Zand, yeah it's, Jesus <laughs> why did I, I dead my tracks uh, but but most of these songs are a very digestible length. Um, the the there is one exception, but because it's just one exception, it works. Um, the drums are by far the most technically advanced out of the lot. Um, I was really having trouble uh, differentiating what and where the bass was going on in this album um, because everything was hanging out in that mud. Um, so like as and it could be the the stream that I was getting from RDO. Although I did have the highest bit rate, but uh, you know they could be having Marcus Miller hanging down in the in the bass, and I wouldn't be able to know. I was having a lot of trouble. Um, but uh, the, the most important thing is, from what I learned on their Wikipedia page, uh, that it, this is that they are a part of a genre of music called sludge metal, <laughs> which makes me wonder what would sludge metal be if it were a metal? Is it ferrous? Is it non-ferrous? Is it malleable? Is it ductile? Like, uh, you know, if it, if it is ductile, can I weld with it? Uh, you know, all the like sludge metal is like it, it has it, a very, 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 very low melting point and is mostly seen in liquid form. What the first thing the first thing I thought of when I thought sludge metal 
um, was that I really hope there's a sludge metal band called Toxic Avenger, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I feel like there is a metal band called Toxic Avenger. I, I think Lloyd Kaufman would be just litigious enough to make that not be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> just litigious enough. Uh, but yes, uh, definitely an interesting uh, album to talk about. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks that uh, make this record tick, that define it? Uh, I'll do the record breakers thing. Start with the open, opener, Blood and Thunder, uh, featuring uh, uh, Neil Fallon from Clutch on vocals a little bit, because uh, I love Clutch, who we may see on this podcast later. Um, it, it, this is a really this is a this is a Mastodon song. Uh, Bron Daler, their drummer, is a freaking beast, and like like I said, he doesn't play the the wannabe Dave Lombardo game. He he doesn't run on kicks. He's basically every fourth or fifth bar playing some insane fill. And a lot of times complimenting the guitars while doing it. You know, the rhythm of the of whatever the guitars are doing is sort of doubled, you know, coming across drums. Uh it's just it's a fun song and you get you get kind of that, you know, the, the vocals are very, very much in the, the vein of, of, you know, of sludgy bands that came before. But the music, it, those bands usually did stuff that was a lot slower and, you know, grindier, where this is very, very much, you know, fast and, and a little more frantic. Um, Iron Tusk, which was one of the uh, singles on this record, if metal band can have a single. Um and it's it's uh, Brett hates tuned down guitars, and I get why because often they're just used, kind of in the way Corn did, just to make obnoxious low end noise. I feel like Iron Tusk is justification for w- what you can do right with them, where essentially you have you know the core riff of the song is done on a super drop down string, but there's a lot of stuff you know further up the further up the neck and further up the strings that's more in a traditional guitar sound and it kind of works that the way it bounces back and forth and then because it's a prog record hearts alive which is sort of this big wandering you know 14 minute thing near the end where uh you kind of get a little bit of everything and you get to see them slow down a bit and be a little more atmospheric, but then kind of the whole end of it sort of climaxes with these crazy, crazy guitar, you know, different sort of movements of, of the guitars playing off of each other. And then just like my favorite moment of the record is this crate in, in the song Megalodon. There's this crazy little chicken picked line because they're from Atlanta and apparently I've heard Southern sort of country rock music before. And there's just this in the middle of a really like, weird heavy metal song there's just this crazy like wait what what are we listening to line guitar lick and then it goes back into the you know into the heavy stuff mm-hmm. uh true what would be some of the themes elements that caught your attention i mean what um, were some of the key tracks that <laughs> <laughs> i forgot which segment we were on what were some of the key tracks that uh make this record tick for you <laughs> Dang it. I wish you wouldn't have caught that because I was going to go back into my notes for elements. Um, Blood and Thunder. We'll get into it. Um, We'll do the record breakers thing because it starts off, I think, like a good metal song should. Or metal song. Wow. <laughs> now we're all screwing it up. Uh, like a metal album should. Um, It's it's a 
pump your fist, give a snarl, bang your head sort of song. Um, and it's really, really fun that way. Um, I'm going to bring up Hearts Alive. Um, and it's a weird spot for me because for the most part, I didn't really care for this song. Um, but it was 13 minutes and they, they were 13 and a half minutes, give or take. Um, and the thing to me, I always say that in that long of a song, you have to keep it interesting enough to make it not feel like it's that long but still give good acts, still split it up and still have common themes. And I feel like they did that well. Um, it didn't get too bogged down. It didn't sound too forced. It didn't sound like they wanted to have the 14 minute song because of we wanted to add some progressive rock element into it or something. It, it felt natural. And that to me is commendable. I wasn't a fan of the song tonally, um, but I think it was really, really well done. And then Sea Beast. Huh, okay. Sea Beast, I really liked because this proves um, something and that I'm a sucker for any time that you can have radically different vocalists playing off each other. Um, you see a lot of uh, harmonizing with people who sing very, very clean. Um, and you don't see it with the screamy versus the clean sort of vocals a lot. Um or even like yelling vocals and clean vocals. Um, Set Your Goals does that one. But like the growling and the clean. There was a band that I used to listen to when I was younger uh, from Autumn to Ashes who had that. Who had a clean vocalist and a like growling vocalist. And I really, really liked them. But I tried to go back and listen to them recently. And I didn't care for it. I didn't care for the music, the tone, the feel of it or anything. And I realized the reason I liked it when I was younger is I was just picking out those songs that had the cool, like dueling vocals and I didn't listen to anything else that they did. Um, and this one really emphasizes the difference in vocal styles between their different singers. And I really, really enjoyed that. It was really a lot of fun for me on that one. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, what would be some of the tracks that caught your attention? All right. Uh, first off, I, I don't like detuned guitars, but I am okay with baritone guitars and bass sixes. Um, but uh, just clearing that up. Also, Sea uh, Beast plus Sea Men equals Society. Um, but uh, okay, enough of those two things. Uh, Blood and Thunder. Um, if you're going to start an album off, do the main riff of a song all by itself and leave it really clean and wait for the drums to come in and then throw it through some dirt. Nobody ever does that ever it's it's the best way to start an album um but that made me smile uh, also liberal use of pick sliding you know you'll hear that like every five seconds and it just you know but uh the it, there's some really good harmonized guitar solos the drums were really good um and it also uh made me think of odorous um <laughs> which anytime i can think of odorous uh due to the vocals uh it just makes it turn into a silly cartoon of itself um which is part of the reason why I really like Guar because it's making fun of a genre of music I generally dislike, um, but doing it in a way that's silly. Um, I, I, I love you, Odorous. Rest in peace. Um, uh, Megalodon, not Megalon, but Godzilla took care of him already. Um, Megalodon uh, was a. There's some really fun stuff going on. Uh, the bass, and drums, and the palm muted guitars uh, almost sounded like they were in tune with each other, um, uh, which was kind of uh, impressive um in in its own way um otherwise i i tried really hard i listened to this album a whole bunch 
Um, I tried very hard to find noteworthy tracks that stood out to me. Um, this album pretty much shows its hand pretty early, carries on a theme pretty well. Sounds go up and down a little bit. Uh, you get a lot of variation in vocals. Um, but uh, if you're down with the first few tracks, um, but keep plowing through, you'll you'll find more of that. Um, and uh, in response to the term chicken picking being used for the on the track, uh, it, that is the no. Um, I come back to this. We'll have our our, our Frazier uh, rematch here in a bit. But no, that that was that was that was all. I, I did notice that too. But there there was not enough to be quite chicken picking. And also Atlanta, not home of chicken picking. But uh, <laughs> but but those are some songs, everybody. Yeah, uh, those are some songs. There were definitely some interesting songs so like worthy of note uh but bringing it back around to kind of some kind of some some conclusive thoughts uh drew what would be your conclusive thought on the album as a whole um i i don't really know what else to say about this record besides i enjoyed it more than uh some of the other metal records that have come out from uh patrick on this uh <laughs> this year show um let's we won't get into the um all the travesties that he's brought us with in metal but this one like i said i i go for very weird things in metal um i do like myself some guar um that that's not very nice this is a family show um <laughs> i no it's not um i do like myself some guar but i also like myself some amonamarth and some cherry sauce and some camelot and stuff like that and like let's put it this way this band toured with another band that we reviewed cursive if that doesn't tell you (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't know that all that says everything i need to know about everything like look it up look it up they toured with um who was else was on that show it was i need to replay before this album like no, no check this out it was it was against me cursive and planes mistaken for stars was all on the same You're saying that's, words but i don't know what that means interesting bill right there <laughs> yeah. right i'm not sure i would go to that and i love mastodon <laughs> i uh, would definitely go to that because that would be the weirdest mixing of people ever think about the people that you would find at a show for a band like this and a band like against me and then a band like cursive and then Planes Mistaken for Stars. I don't know if you've ever heard Planes Mistaken for Stars. I, I can't say I have. I know I have they're, not. They're, the words. They're... <laughs> they sound terrible. Just based on the name alone, they sound awful. They're, the... they're not terrible. Um, For a guy like me or Curly, they might be terrible for a guy like you. Um, <laughs> I don't even know wow. what that means. I don't even yeah. know what that means. Also, also, uh, I, I, uh, I always think of a monomarth, uh, or at least generally, whenever somebody pulls up uh, the Wii U at our break room uh, and starts playing Smash, because they have Marth. Nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, everybody's like, favorite character. Monomarth. <laughs> uh, Marth, fuck Marth in melee. But no, it, this band was. I didn't listen to them because they were on Unholy Alliance. They also did a tour with Against Me, Curse of Implanes, Mistaken for Stars. So maybe the people they tour with and the company they keep are not always the best way to judge bands, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall? 
gentlemen, did this album change my life? No. No. The, did this is this album going to end up in my regular playlist? No. Uh, was it offensive music trash? No. Um, uh, there's something going on here. Uh, that something <laughs> is not my thing. Uh, that it's. If you take if you like the more modern take on like metal and it's what it became when people sullied it, um, it it's okay. It's it's definitely progressive. It's got a strong focus on the beat and the groove. Uh, otherwise, I you know you, your mileage may vary. Uh, this might be up your alley. I just know it ain't coming down my alley. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would like to point out real quick why I was laughing was because I know he switched it to trash instead of garbage in the uh-huh. middle of him thinking yeah. through it, so I didn't make the joke. <laughs> I, I, I need to have an automatic like, like a squiggly line under every time I put trash or garbage to move it to trash or yes. refuse. Find a replace. <laughs> yes. Find a replace. Find a replace. Sorry, I saw it happen in your eyes as you were scanning it. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh. So. Uh. But yeah. Swagger. What would be your conclusions about the album overall? So obviously, I love it because I brought it here. But this it, it, among its peers and among like sort of the the first half of the two thousands and metal when a lot of stuff came out, a lot of which you know, I enjoyed at the time has not aged well. This to me, because it's a little different because it doesn't sound like everybody else has aged a little better. Um, They're, you know, as a drummer, Bron Daler, like makes me want to listen. And I think he's reason enough to listen, but it's, I, I really, really love this album. I've been listening to it for a decade now. And and the stuff that they've done since has been hit or miss. I, I'll, I'll be the first one to say I haven't loved everything that, that came after this. But, you know, I, I think if you if you weren't there for this or if you missed out on this era, it's worth listening to. And uh, it won't kill you. It didn't kill Brett. And he never likes my music. So, you know, Give he might Mikey, survive. Like it's it, not because it's your music. It's because of the music. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not it, it's, it's not personal. You just your taste in music. Except for Clash, that was totally personal. No, no, no. It's just it's just generally bad. It genuinely, <laughs> genuinely bad. Uh, but yes. Uh, those are our thoughts on Mastodon, not Sabretooth Tiger, not Tyrannosaurus, uh, but Mastodon or Pterodactyl. Uh, Giant sloth, sloth, uh, or dragon sword, <laughs> or, dra- or green dragon sword power, because uh, they couldn't come. Yeah, you know. uh, moving on, kids. moving on, because I'm gonna start <laughs> rambling. Moving on, uh, we go to our main event of the evening. We are our haiku reviews. We would sum it all up in weird poems and shit. Uh, Let's bring it back around the horn. Let's kind of flip the script. Go Brett first. Brett, what do you got? What's your haiku? Spirited and deep. Real great source material. Songs about white dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do mine's next. In search of white whale, we found some cool metal riffs. Don't call me Ishmael. 
Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? I would like to note before I do my haiku, I didn't get the memo that we were all going to make uh, Moby Dick references. Are you gonna like make um, a Pequod uh, double entendre? I I didn't make any references to Moby Dick being a whale, being called Dick. I didn't make a Queequeg yeah, joke. I didn't make Queequeg. an Ishmael joke. Look, I I missed the boat on this one, and I apologize. <laughs> yes. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to all my fans that were looking for me to make a dumb joke i also didn't use refrigerator like i didn't make any of the dumb jokes that i should have and i'm sorry metal can be very hit or miss for me luckily this hit more than not mm-hmm. uh patrick what is your haiku sledgy rock and roll unique sound amongst their peers still sounds fresh today so, yeah, I'm gonna go hop nice. in my coffin. Symmetrical. It's perfectly asymmetrical. Half dumb Moby Dick references, half not. It's nice, even spacing. Uh, but that's it for our thoughts on the, the on Leviathan, on Mastodon. Uh, you can of course listen to this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. In fact, it's the name of the playlist. You can check it out on Spotify. On that Spotify playlist presumably uh i'm assuming though i don't know it for sure uh is our next album and that's going to be offered by brett uh what is your offering old brett son well we're uh we're breaking breaking ground here and uh it's it's very very nice to bring something that i know you guys have never heard before it also is fun to say the name of the album the album's name is Tellywacker by red volkert um red with two d's volkert spelled funky google Tellywacker. um it is telly as in the telecaster uh-huh oh, okay. i think it will be our first real foray into pickens chickens yes uh so look forward to that uh next week uh that's going to be an interesting discussion to say the least uh but that's it for this week we are here. We, you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HeyBeeBeeBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at Extrusive for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. We're like four horsemen. Uh, like I'm I said, Ar- I'm Oli. Uh, Drew's uh, flair. Woo. Arn Anderson. Yeah. No, dude, dude, Brett already called Arn. We can both oh, be Arn Anderson. No, Patrick, you're totally Blanchard. <laughs> uh, but that's it for us. Uh, share, like, subscribe to the thing. So it's YouTube, iTunes. We're all over the place. Just Google us. Bing us. <laughs> Look for us on Bing. Uh, Bing video. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Tulu. Fun with this one.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>